Welcome to Eva, the Relationship Maker podcast, where we talk about difficulties, about successes, about how how to overcome some experiences, and definitely relationships. And I have today my partner in crime. It's Neni Carolina Cessin, if you would like to introduce yourself a bit. Hi, thank you, Eva, for having me again and for doing this podcast with me. It's so amazing to have to be together here again. Yes, I am a business coach that optimizes and automates your life and your business and works to grow your business to the next level and your life also to the next level of joy, productivity, and everything that you want, where you want to go. So we have been running these podcasts for a while and having different topics on business, on optimization, automation, AI, relationship, communication, anything that can help you grow. So with that, uh, let the mic go to Eva. We were talking about, that's a while ago, but we didn't really want to go into it, about certain things that employers do uh, and it's not how to say it does not help the people that surrounds them the the customers uh, and how to change certain things that they are important in for us in order to succeed you put um, together a list of how we're going to follow all this and uh, so I give you the mics if you can take over Yes, certainly. And uh, because of some experiences I've had in the past, uh, recent and also in, in, the, in the distant past, I've really know exactly what not to do. As that after I launched my business as a business coach, of course, I tell people what are the strategies, what to do. But here are the things of what not to do. Oops, we have an interruption here. <laughs> Mr. Steve wants to be involved. But um, yes, so what not to do is really important because you can know everything, what, what, what to do, how to optimize, how to do this, but how about not to do, what not to be, what not to do, right? Those are important lessons, right? And when you frame it in the opposite way, maybe you can learn and a little better. So I structure in the different areas of business and life so that you can have an organization about it. So let's talk about first the personnel. So what not to do? So what not to do is definitely to not delegate. Do not delegate. If you do not delegate your tasks that are menial, that are repetitive, that are something that your staff can do, then you will definitely have all your time consumed. If you not delegate, you will not be successful. What your purpose as your your goal and your purpose as a business owner is to take care of the sales, the outwardly, the things that are above the business, right? Anything that is inside the business to work in the business, leave, leave that to your staff. So what not to do, do not delegate, do not delegate. And that would be the first one. So in personnel, another thing in the personnel, do insult people, belittle people. <laughs> That's what not to do. If you insult people, that you should not do that. You don't insult people. Don't talk to people as a boss. Be down towards them. Don't talk to them in a higher uh, position. Don't be so. Don't be serious. Um, if you are serious, if you are 
belittling people and treating them like less than, then they will respond as such. And that will definitely create a culture of tension, a culture of fear. And as you know, in any psychology book, when you have a relationship with your children or with subordinates, if you or even if an authority, right, like the government, if you install fear, then people will react in not the proper way to be productive at the end. And they will leave you. They will leave you because it's not a positive con positive environment for growth for everyone. Just remember that business is for your growth as a business owner, but also for the growth of everybody inside that business. Also, what not to do? Well, be very selfish and be very <laughs> greedy. So that's another thing that you can do as a personnel if you are selfish and greedy and if you think first about your gains and how the business then that is not going to make your business growth grow. So the, the opposite would be to think about the benefits and the results that you're giving to the customers. How much your customer can save by, by buying your product. How much benefits and unique proposition if you're having a high-end price product then you're thinking about how much value you're giving them and not how much value you're keeping if you're operating under that assumption that means that you don't have a proper business properly funded and you're afraid of losing the money that you have and not being able to pay for the cost so that means that you need some funding and that you need to step back and redo but i'm going to stop right there and see what um uh, Eva is thinking about these two things. One is about the, the delegating and the second about being uh, greedy, selfish, and belittling and talking to people down. Well, I don't know if I agree or not delegate because they're saying you hire the best people for certain jobs and you let them do and make you look good. So if you don't delegate, how they going to uh, how they going to be able to uh, how to say it? nobody wants somebody behind you, but you have to trust the person. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeah. I, I meant delegate, but what not to do? Do not delegate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the opposite. Yeah, okay. so, like, we agree. We agree exactly. We yeah. need to delegate, but what not to do? Do not delegate. Okay, now I'm confused, but then anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So because that's that's the whole. Thing. We're approaching this from the negative side, right? Like, you know, things to do that are not good for your business, right? So do not delegate. So yeah, I agree. This was for sure. So like Eva says, like delegating, you you hire the best people for the job, and then you trust and you let them do, and then you can free your time to do something even higher. Correct. Well, that's the, the 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 big part and the important part that the boss, the owner, can concentrate on something important like clients, um, making sure that the marketing is okay, making sure that the people are happy. And I totally agree with you. I was very lucky when I worked um, earlier in my life for somebody else. I had very good uh, bosses, so I was I how to say. I felt good and I loved working for the company because they were nice. And um, I was, I just had in my, in my hand, um, um, this book, hold on. 
like a burden, Richard Branson, and says that, yes, clients are right, but there are times when it's when they are not right, and how important it is to uh, to help uh, and to to be with um, with your employees and to give them that uh, that satisfaction and that reward when they're doing a good job. But if you're going to put them down, uh, I don't think I'm I, not that I don't think, but I know that the results that comes out from their, from these people in uh, in the company is not going to be uh, what you expect because people, it's so little, people don't understand. There are two words and it's, it's, it's the major thing. Please and thank you. If you acknowledge somebody helped you or helped the business or achieved something, <clears throat> brought the business ahead, it means that those people should be recognized. And if they are recognized, they're going to do even more. So it it doesn't work the meanness or the to be afraid. Yeah, even if you recognize that your employees, let's say you you want to delegate a task and you want them to do X, Y, and Z task, and you recognize in the moment that they're doing the task that they're not doing it correctly. That's what um, the guy for the CEO from from General Electric, which was very famous for being the best CEO, he used to say that you have candid weekly talks with all your employees where you evaluate them and say, hey, this is not up to par with what, what I'm expecting. And you correct them and correct them, but you don't correct them from the negative point of view. Like, how come you don't do this? This is horrible. You never know. Nobody taught you how to do this. Like, no, you don't. that's not the way, right? So that's not to do, but you should do kindly you just have them accountable like go and learn how to do this task better this is not done well so if you actually evaluate them they grow and then they trust you that they can make a mistake if you are not free to make a mistake and be accepted and then have to correct it and grow then your company won't be able to grow right like your remember your employees and your subordinates if you're a manager or if you're a business owner they are your clients and they're more important than your actual customers from the business that you have. They're just as consumers of your business as your actual consumers of the products that you deliver and service. And, and let's don't forget when people are stressed out, they are not uh, uh, they are not happy in their workplace. They're going to miss work. So the companies is going to lose money with them and more more open you are, more you communicate, more you recognize if somebody did something good. People like to be around uh, around other people. They like to do the job if they know that they're going, they're going to have some rewards. Yes, and the cost of rehiring or retraining is more money at the end for the business. So make sure you treat them right. And if they're actually not doing their proper job the way you're expecting them with a candid, frequent evaluation, you can actually get them to do, or they will actually leave themselves because they will recognize that they're not really uh, um, capable of doing their job and they will be asked, they will ask themselves what to, um, to actually be, be fired or something like that. Mm -hmm. So you, ha you said that you have, uh, you, we're going to talk also about products, marketing, resources, 
Right. So that's, I was talking about uh, the personnel, what not to do as, like that, right? In communication, in personnel. Now let's talk about marketing. What not to do. Do not put any advertisement anywhere. <laughs> if you don't put any advertisement anywhere, right? And you're expecting people to come just by or organically by being there and knowing some friends that know that your business is out there, it will never succeed, right? You have to do some marketing. Well, not some, but as much marketing as you can. As we know, we've discussed, Eva and I, multiple times, all the resources that we have for free in the digital world for marketing and driving traffic to our businesses. Now, not only the the digital world is there, but the physical world is there. If you have a retail business, then you can put signs, colorful signs that talk about your product. Another thing not to do in marketing is advertise the wrong product, right? Do you want to advertise your own product, not products for other people? Even if the branding is helping you because people are recognizing the other product because of the branding or service, uh, you want to advertise your own product to sell your product because then you're adding the cost of having to pay for that other somebody else's product or service. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's say I have, let's talk about Richard Branson. Let's say I have a new airline, but I am uh, renting or leasing the airplanes from Richard Branson, from Virgin. And so I say, come to me because I have Virgin's planes. Well, guess what? You're probably giving all the, the, the service to Virgin's. Oh, if she's using Virgin, maybe I should go to Virgin. It's maybe cheaper. So even though I'm using the brand to attract people because I'm using it, it's actually not a good thing. So there are ways where you are actually using somebody else's product that you have in your services and, and product line but it's actually going against your own sales because it's giving the other person something else, right, first. So you're not growing your own product. So make sure that when you do the advertisement, you actually show the benefits and results of your product and not the ones that you are collaborating with inside. Unless you have a special promotion in that moment and it's a temporary promotion that you want to say, hey, you know, if you have my service or products, you're going to get this other service or product from this other brand. But that's because you have a special deal Well, you get something, right? And they get something, but not, not uh, to benefit always the other service or product. So, um, and this applies again to services, products, retail, online, everything. It applies to every business. So that's for marketing. Also, what not to do. Do not post on social media things that are simple, not catchy, not um, interesting, and things that are not showing, not, not in congruency with your brand. Do not do that. You'll be able to, you won't get attention from anybody, you won't grow your social media, you won't get anything from it. So what to do on the opposite? Be flashy, put some music, uh, be creative, hire somebody that knows what they're doing and don't overpay, right? Overpay, if you want not to do, overpay for sure. <laughs> overpay the services. So, or learn, you know, what not to do, do not learn anything about social media. Well, if you do, 
if you don't learn anything about social media, you will definitely uh, ha are missing out on a big chunk of sales. Uh, let me let's see what Eva has to say in, uh, so far. What I believe in also, and I think it was also Richard Branson who was saying that, be piggyback on uh, on your competitors. So you learn uh, you learn who are your competitors, and whenever they have uh, something uh, going on in marketing, you somehow insert your company over there until you are well known, and that helps you to be more upfront without uh, without losing customers, actually gaining customers. It doesn't mean that you're going to take the consumer from uh, from your competitor, but my new people might come up and they say, okay, let me try this one because maybe there are certain things I I don't like here. I, there exactly. Is, there so is it's been time. collaborating with other brands that are bigger than you or even at the same level that you can both benefit, right? Like that's not, do not collaborate with anybody. <laughs> so you can actually collaborate, even if it's the competition, you can collaborate, right? Because you can differentiate yourself, you can piggyback on each other, but also even if you don't have products and services that are the same, for example, uh, you can you can collaborate, well, it depends on the product and services, but if you have a retail business, it's very popular right now to share the same retail business with other businesses. So maybe you have uh, something that serves food, but then you have a bank or you have a coffee shop, but then you have a retail business for books or uh, jewelry or stones, you know, depends. And everything has to be in congruency with your values. Of course, you're not gonna have, if you have a bank, you're not gonna have a smoke shop next to it, right? <laughs> um, like a, a smoke shop, they call it here in California, the marijuana and yeah. the CBD stuff, right? So you don't, you're not gonna have that next to the bank, but um, you know, something that is congruent and Why then- why not? I mean, you have the money to go to a product, I, you know, it's like... <laughs> I'm not saying, but, but I'm saying it's something that is aligned, alignment with their values, right? Like, so it's, you have to be clever. Maybe that's something that is, that you have to be clever, right? Like maybe the bank and the smoke shop, they both are there, you know, the stone people spend their money and then they want to save money, whatever it is. But it's, it's important, you know, like if you have, um, for example, there's a very common to have uh, food, 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 uh, Food, food stores and then you have gallery, right? Like gallery and a food store is a very good pairing because there are walls and you can do that while people are eating, people are seeing the paintings or the art uh, or jewelry and they consume it. It's very, very typical. So, and then you can actually share, you can share the rented space. You can share the, share the cost of the rented space or you can have a profit share uh, from the sales and that is still revenue. And um, you can have also, uh, for example, if you do, I, I do, for example, coaching, I can collaborate with other coaches that have uh, ancillary products that are co complementary to my products. Uh, or I can create, for example, I can collaborate with meditation <clears throat> facilitators, or maybe I can collaborate with dancers where I put some entertainment mixed with the brain, <clears throat> with the brain learning, like the business learning, the negotiation and sales and growth and marketing. And then you have entertainment at the end, a DJ, a dancer or uh, catering, something like that, right? So those are the things like if, if you don't want to succeed, well, do not do any of that. <laughs> don't do any of that. <clears throat> don't. I tell you not to do it. And uh, <clears throat> 
Yeah, so that's a, this, just a portion of the marketing. Another thing what not to do, um, don't do pamphlets. Don't do postcards that you distribute everything. Don't do it. You'll definitely fail. <laughs> don't do it. Don't spread flyers anywhere. Don't print things. It could just have, you know, 10 in your same area. And you, even if it's online, put it in your social media as a little flyer. Um, even in your phone, like, right now, I just, um, yeah. So usually I have, my phone has my brand on the, in the back. And I have it. So if people ask me, oh, what is that? Oh, that's my business. And people recognize you. So have your advertising. People put it in their cars, right? They put their business in their car. So put a banner in the car. Put. Why do you think people put advertisement in the benches, in the buses, in banners? I've been even thinking of putting things on the highway. Like people are driving in the highway. Maybe they have an issue with their business. They're going from one place to the other. They're busy. They're CEOs, whatever managers, business owners, and they see a banner, they may call the lawyer, they may call, that's why do you think the lawyers have all these banners outside in the highway? So don't do that. <laughs> many, many years ago, I was uh, with my boyfriend and we were driving down to Florida and it was the most amazing thing driving from North Carolina, Carolina to South Carolina. They were all these banners and the banners, it was like one-liners. But you yeah. had to go further to get the next liner, the next liner. Oh, cool. But it made it so interesting because you were looking and you were expecting what is going to be. And and they did not um, advertise the, the company only at the end when you were getting all this information. At, at the end, you had the, uh, you had the company, big, big, big logo and everything. Right. And you were waiting for it. Now that, that yeah. at that time you were ready to like, well, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Exactly. So having anticipation, do not have anticipation in any of your marketing. Do not do it. <laughs> you fail. <laughs> You're doing the opposite. And the other one, uh, talking about collaboration, I so agree with you because we don't know, we do not know everything. And it's so good when you were talking with, uh, you were giving presentations and you're talking about the same thing to have a new idea, a new view of what's going on. Like I know the dating, um, uh, the dating service, I'm hired uh, sometimes to, uh, to do the, you know, the coaching and the, the look. Um, they collaborate and around the world and it it makes sense because if you want to find someone special you are just one person but if you can exchange and and do certain things of course you you can uh, have a finder's fee then you are much more advanced than if you have to do the job by yourself yeah, so there are so programs absolutely i have businesses i have referral programs and yeah. don't do any referral programs don't that's another thing yeah oh my god yes that was a big thing that i was really proposing many times do referral programs and mm -hmm. referral programs can work both in services and products so don't think that just because you have a product that it's physically in a store or online that you can't do a referral program. If somebody said, you know what, if you sell 10 of these, if you bring 10 clients or two clients, you're gonna get a free product or service, or you're gonna get a discount on your product on services, or you're gonna get the next blah, blah, blah. Of course, you gotta put limits though. So I had just, for example, um, 
this this week I had a referral of a referral of a referral and they already have accumulated accumulated like I think three referrals and then they wanted to hire me again and I said so they actually they see when you have the right client when you pick the right client they're going to be just as fair with you when you're fair with them and they said you know what I'm only going to use my one of the three referrals so that you get also paid because otherwise they already had three referrals and they would have been like zero and I would have spent the time but they already gave me the clients but so they're fair so when you pick the right client so don't pick the right client another thing not to do that's what <laughs> confused me you're saying yes and you're saying all the the, the not to do and yeah then, yeah yeah what are you talking about but now yeah. I I mean I got it for a while you get it right you get you know, it yeah so it's started. funny but it it's was funny. like, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's funny, right? Like, He's smoking. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like, that's what the, the, the contradiction, right? Like, it's, you know, try to pick the right client for you that has the right values. And if you are fair to them, they will be fair to you. And if you pick the right client, they will actually help your business grow because they will be a brand ambassador. They would be sharing all the different benefits that they're getting from your services and products to other people. And they're going to bring it's organic. It's really organic, right? Word of mouth organic. And, but if you are not picking the right clients and being mean to the clients, and if you are um, being disrespectful to the clients, if you treat clients differently, depending on where they come from, <laughs> the karma is a bitch so <laughs> karma is a bitch right like i mean it's just you you get back you everything you what goes around comes around right so what you pour, pour out it will come back to you and sure sometimes when you pour out things you still get bad things out you but if you remain like your loyal self your good values your fairness and everything life has a way of paying back and my dad always he so this is a fun story i don't know if i told you about this but my grandfather my dad's dad um was in the time like an the alcohol and tobacco smuggler the biggest one in the town where my dad was from Good to know. <laughs> yeah, so he had a reputation. He had a really bad reputation in the in different circles, right? So when my dad, being uh, the oldest of my mom, my grandmother, decided to be a doctor when he went to med school, he had a very big um, reputation to on his shoulder about his father, right? So it's like being the son of Al Capone. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're the son of Al Capone that want to do something very straight, they want to be the best doctor, they want to do things right, imagine the heaviness of having that reputation. So because of that experience, my dad is like the law. <laughs> my dad is super strict and always told me and taught me to do the right thing by the law. Try to do, you know, as the law being me meaning for him the right thing you know in in no other way because sometimes the law doesn't really benefit the right thing right? but uh he was always trying to be the right one um and when my grandfather died and he left his estate to the children that he he bore uh actually my because there were several um, there were two mothers uh fighting for the estate my dad actually was appointed the custody and the actual 
representative of all the children. So that tells you a little bit about my dad's value and how everybody respected his fairness and his objectivity. And that is something that I have, and that's something that is important for business because if you are fair and objective, as much as you can in the moments you know that you are fully capable and able to satisfy it then you definitely uh, will get that back you'll get miracles you get blessings you get like what they call the grace and the mercy of the universe <clears throat> however you want to call it but you get basically good luck <laughs> so don't do any of that because you won't get luck if you don't want luck you don't do any of it don't be fair don't be objective don't be um equal to everybody, treat everybody equally, serve everybody equally for your services and products. What, what do you think? Eva? That's a very good point. And you know, it's funny that you have two kids and one of them, or you have family members and you want to, uh, to get away from them. You have family members that you are closer to them. It's the same thing with clients, with bosses, with, uh, with employees. Uh, you just connect and and it's easier to uh, to manage the business and talk um, about things that they have to be done uh, in order to succeed. And as you said, values are so important because if you have a client or if you have uh, you deal with someone that it's not doesn't have the same values as you, uh, things can go the wrong way. Definitely. Success will not be around the corner. Right. And um, so that is about the marketing. Like what about like, of course, marketing and sales and branding, they're all tied together. Right. Like they're all fused, like one fuels the other. Right. The sales and the branding and the marketing and they're all they all need each other. So it's really important um, to have them all tied. So what not to do, like don't link them. Have one branding in Portaqua then have a sales in Portugal and have a branding in Portugal. Okay, people, I hope you understand that you do the opposite of what she says. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, so I'm um, just, yeah, exactly. So uh, I always got it now. Yeah, so if you have to link all of it, right? If you don't want to succeed, don't link them. If you don't link them, definitely you're going to go down. So, but a proper sales branding and marketing strategy will definitely guarantee your success and now we have chat gpt we have i'm gonna say chat gpt but we have ai tools right all around the world and very simple it's just a matter of going in there you can go into youtube and learn about it just doesn't take too much time i mean it does take hours uh, but it doesn't take as much effort you know as you think don't be afraid of the technology that's always i say to my clients don't be afraid of the technology. There's a lot of tools right now that can help you integrate marketing, sales, and branding that will go together and don't fight against it. Like what if you're having your sales team doing something that is against your brand values, right? So you have to really communicate and link it, but don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. That's what not to do. So that's what not to do. So you should definitely do it, right? And uh, that's very important. So the brand and and it all comes down to the values that we were talking, right? Like make sure you have a really good foundation. You know, if you don't have any foundation, you're basically imagine the analogy of the earth. If you have a sinking soil, you're going to sink. Well, your business is going to sink if you don't have a solid 
foundation. It's the same thing, huh? as above, so below. Anything in nature, I'm talking about wisdom of the sages, as above, so below. A solid ground will make sure that you won't sink. So the same thing in your business, a solid foundation of value, solid foundation of a team, a solid foundation of money to work with. It will give you a step by step by step growth. That's another thing. Yeah. Anyway, just talking, I mean, uh, it, it just shows how we did not prepare together. We are just really talking freely because if you, if you would have uh, had the discussion previously, I would have not asked you that, uh, that I don't agree with this or that. <laughs> I got it. So uh, it just, but we have prepared, like we've been talking about this for yeah, we months, yeah, and we, months. And we discussed these issues for months and months and months. And we just really been really waiting for the right time to share this information. And it's been eating our guts and our throats to actually express all these things. And it is the right time right now. Everything actually um, coincided for this episode to share this information. Now, another thing that I wanted to say is about product pricing and the specific strategies around your services and products that you have. And so it, whether if it's a real uh, physical product or if it's a service product mm -hmm. as, as a product as a service. Now, don't do any research on pricing. <laughs> don't evaluate what are your costs and have your numbers ready. Don't budget yourself. <laughs> Don't do any of that. You for sure are going to fail. So you have to know exactly how to price your product by evaluating different other products, seeing other competitions, seeing what the product is around there in the location where you are, meaning geographical location, in the space that you are, meaning the, the space where um, the specific area of your product or service, right? If it's a coaching, if it's um, if it's a restaurant, for example, or cafe or something to eat, then it's specifically in your area of food or drinks that you have, right? Like if it's tea, if it's soda, if it's um, a cafe for French food, if it's a restaurant for different styles of food. So every single product, you have to evaluate the pricing in the region where you are, and then compare it with the different levels that you have in the same region, meaning uh, lower price, mid price, and high price, and then compare it to the world, compare, because now people have access to all the reviews in Yelp, in Google, and they can actually compare you with any restaurant, any food, any product, any service around the world. So Positioning yourself in the world is very important in the product pricing. So you have to be also understanding of the, the capacity of, of paying for every single person in the, in the country where you're selling. So if you have a target audience that you have to know which is the monetary um, availability for that, that audience to pay for your product or service. So you have to do an evaluation of that so, so you can price your product the right, the right one. Because what if just three miles away, you have the same product being sold for half your price? That is not good. And when the client or customer finds out about that, guess what? They're going to say, like, why am I coming here? 
why is that person screwing me over so much, right? They're, they're just the values are gonna show up. So it's really important. Like you're gonna be found out, and it's not about being greedy uh, or being, um, oh, I want to make more money because I can. Well, you can, but it's not ethical. So you have to be fair. You have to definitely be fair. You have to make sure. So I've discovered so many things. And <laughs> so in products pricing, you have to be fair. That's why sometimes I have a hard time um, pricing my services because I know that there are other products out there that are that offering this packages and this and that for of course they're bigger brands they're maybe they have a lot income from other sources or everything and but i have to compete with those products i can't sell the same thing 10 times higher i can't because they they can find that product with another person at a cheaper price and just because the person doesn't know it doesn't mean they don't have the responsibility to be fair so it's really important to know the pricing of your product that is fair enough for you to make money one measure is 30 percent profit is usually a measure of uh profitable you, you can be profitable with a 30 percent profit minimum but you have to put that cost above 30 percent minimum profit now if you can put more 10 times but that's because you are you are giving a value that is good and the, the location where you are you are allows you to do that and everything else Sure, go for it. Make sure that nobody else is offering the same value and quality of the product for a tenth of the price. Otherwise, you're screwing your client, right? So, yeah. One thing, um, free, if you give things for free, is not appreciated. You, your, you, your product or, or your coaching has no value. The other thing I wanted to bring up, I was teaching in um, the fashion school about how how to um, how to start a store, you know, like a business, like to open a store. And one of the things that is important to um, to see how much sell you have to do per square feet in order to make money. So you have to be so into into this uh into the the pricing because and and the location and as you said you have to know everything but some of the things how how a store works how when they open a new store and you have so many things to uh to look into it like uh, i'm talking about the store if you have uh, clothes where you bring the clothes, how much it's going to cost you, everything, everything from a phone to internet, to website, to everything. And everything has to be calculated in that product, in that price uh, that you're going to sell your item because otherwise you are not going to make money. Absolutely, because the cost of one product that you're selling is not just the cost of acquiring that product, like paying for that product, is the cost of how long did you have to travel to get that product to your to your store? How long? Who who else did you have to talk to to get that to be done? Like the time that it takes to order. What what if you have to talk like for four days to get the order done? That's time and that's cost that is added to that product. So you have to really understand what is the real cost of each of the products and services that you are delivering, and each and the time that it takes to put it together because then you have to add, okay, I got the product, I'm selling it, but guess what? It took 
10 people in the staff to get it from the container from the port, bring it here and set it up in the vitrine, in the window display, right? So that's cost. And some people, like they might know, some business owners may not know all the real costs. And you have to put it all in there because that is knowing your numbers and knowing exactly what you're selling and what it really involves in the sale of that product and what and how much it costs you. And if you are a coach, uh, and you have to travel. You have to go. That has to be in in uh, uh, you know in the pricing. So it's really yeah. yeah. There's time for you to get ready. Time is money. So you yeah. have to have to be able to calculate based on that and see how much you're going to make. And plus, how much is the value of your knowledge that uh, that you're going to help other businesses to uh, to strive and to uh, to be successful. Yeah. So the value of the knowledge is not only the past knowledge that you have, but also all the courses and events and things that you do a year to improve yourself. So that is also part of the cost of your product. So it just should it, it would behoove you not to understand the value that you're giving by and by uh, ignoring all the different things that go into the product and services that you deliver. So that is definitely another issue with the product and pricing. And uh, so I noticed this a lot um, lately and, and the, the pricing and sometimes uh, the logistics of, of how, to, how to get that product actually affects the, 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 the cost so much that you need to evaluate if it's really viable and if you need to either change the provider because the provider needs the cost of getting that particular provider providing this particular quality product it's too greater and it over overshadows the cost meaning the the cost of dealing with the provider getting the transportation to your store or your product or setting it all up is so great that it's almost the same as the cost of actually buying the product, then that means that that is not a viable product that you need to do. Either you change the provider to have some lower, to lower that cost, or you figure something else. Maybe you can even do it yourself, right? So, so it's, that's really interesting, right? Like sometimes the logistics of getting, acquiring that product is more expensive than the actual cost of the product. Like I imagine how many products in China, that come from China, for example, that get in the port that cost cents during COVID, the whole thing, like the, the, the delay and pay the thing, the guy that brings it out, that opens, maybe the cost of each one is actually double. Um, just the logistics so then it may be better and cheaper to get a local um your own country country's product right it costs less because at the end we're not actually adding the real cost to the to the actual cost of the product because we're not adding all the logistics the time that it takes us to get into the point of sale so it's very very important like for example point of sale for services is like how long does it take you to get that out there in your website and in all the digital media to be sold your products and services that is time that it's things that you have to pay the ads the engineer that changes the modifies the website the graphic designer that makes the new image for the product even if it's just a service you're still paying for a ton of stuff if you don't know how to do it yourself right 
And if you have a big, big, uh, big company for services, imagine you're still paying people to set up the website and put out the products. So it costs, it costs money. So you have to understand the cost. It doesn't mean that you, you know, ignore it or that you don't do it. You have to do it to get it out there, but you understand the numbers, then you know what kind of pricing that is fair for you and for others to, um, to sell it at. Yep. Absolutely. I'm totally agreeing with you. It's 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 one of those things that most um, many people have this idea. I want to have a business and they are so excited to to uh, to start the business, but they are not thinking and the, about the pricing because that's the last thing they th most of people think because it's all it's like how nice it would be to be my own boss and do this and that. But I think everything starts the product and the pricing and after you work from there on whatever you want to uh, you know the marketing and everything else but you have to know your numbers without your numbers you are nothing so another thing not to do this goes for everything do not pay attention to details <laughs> <laughs> no no don't pay but not to do paying attention to details yeah Pay attention to details because every single detail, and I'm actually very, um, I'm guilty of this. I sometimes, I like things to do done better than perfect sometimes. And sometimes I go a little bit too much, too far. But so the details, the devil is in the details, right? So let's say you do a marketing campaign and the name of your company has a spelling error that means something else. <laughs> Oh my God. In English, it's like, I'm just seeing it every single day. Oh my God. Do not do that. Pay attention to details of the things that you deliver to your clients, to the customers. Unless some people do it uh, purposefully because they, exactly. because sure. people, they look at it and says, oh, wait a moment. What did I read? Or what, what is this? So it, it it's, yeah. Yeah, so that is not good. You know, the devil's in the details. Make sure that you read the fine prints of everything. Pay attention to the details in contracts, in conversations, in the looks. Pay attention to the details. So that way you will have more control over the overall success and the outcome that you want. And the always goal. have contracts and signed because if not, you might end up in a losing end. Yeah. So. so don't only use verbal agreements and handshakes, gentlemen and gentlewoman yeah. uh, handshakes. No, written. It could be a text, could be an email, could be always have a conversation or you can record it. <laughs> you can record it. And so if it's um, and then you have a way to prove, you know, the 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 contract or whatever agreement that you have. So definitely make sure that you have uh, records that you pay attention to those details. Definitely the words that you use, the different things that you use to very respectful, like very, very, very specific, very detailed, think about things uh, before. And you sh definitely should, well, this is actually an interesting thing. Like, should we take risks? Should we not take risks, right? As business owners, they say that the entrepreneurs that are more successful are the ones that take the most risks. But calculated risks are different. 
So you have to have calculated risks. And the more calculated risk that you have, the more success, the bigger the success. So it's almost like you risk more, you gain more, right? Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. So yeah. that that loss should not defer you from not trying again, because you never know. You cannot do that. Yeah, absolutely. But you definitely should risk things, right? That That's my point of view. I am definitely a risk taker. Um, but it's always important to be prepared and have a calculated risk that if something goes wrong, like what is really the risk and what would be the worst case, the most likely and um, the yep. best scenario for the situation. So always, always, always have those three cases in your, like model it out, model it out and put it in paper before you actually do your business before. And if, if you're in it already, and if you're in it already, <laughs> then just stop for a second. It doesn't matter. Just stop for a second. If you're taking a time off, that time off should be for evaluating what's in and going forward. And, Don't... You, always, and you always can, uh, you can update whatever you do with clients. But if you have already a, a, a form and an, an agreement, that's good, but you always can manage in a way that it fits both businesses the best. Yes. And functional effectiveness and productivity should be above aesthetics. Yeah. Always. Always above aesthetics and how it, what looks good and what seems okay, what other people might say. No. Looks and show off. No. It has to be things that are functional, productive, and effective. There is one thing. Services and products. There is one thing uh, I think some businesses do. It's um, when when they they want to satisfy everybody, and that's the worst thing you can do. It's you have a vision, follow it. You might change a little bit, but don't rework everything just because one or two people said something about the business. It means you are not very. Um, not just comfortable, but you are not uh, very sure of yourself and of your business. Yeah, they say the client is always right, said the client. <laughs> except, except when they are not right. Except right? Not yeah, right. exactly. So, and you do very often, you know, the client says, I went to a store the other day and uh, I think it was, um, where was it? I can't remember. Um, I, it was this something I was buying. Yeah. And then uh, where was they said, yeah, you know what? They always, they, they want this in the menu. And then as soon as we put it in, nobody buys it. And, uh, and I said, yes, that's very common in services and product. No, the clients will demand like, oh, why don't you carry this? And why don't you carry that? Paying attention to that is silly. You need to do an evaluation just because the client says, I want this in your store or in your service it doesn't mean that it's good for you. Even though you see 10 of them saying it, 50 of them saying it, it's not good. So you have they don't know any better. They don't know what it costs. They don't know what it implies. They don't know if it goes with your brand. They don't know everything, right? Like, where are you gonna put that new product? How are you gonna make it, the cost and everything? So no, so don't pay attention to that thing. Just do an evaluation. If you do wanna consider it, just have a proper evaluation and do a calculated risk. And maybe you can do a test. Test and modeling it is better. You don't just full on into install and set up a new service, a new product just because 
a lot of your clients and, and customers are asking for it. More true, you are to yourself and to your business, more you're going to succeed because if somebody doesn't find this or that, you can't, like I, I, I worked in certain places and um, it, Brianna, didn't have it and I said, oh, by the way, that person, that store over there, they have what you're looking for. And guess who came back when they needed something? Exactly. From you see, so you be there. Mm -hmm. So it's, you don't change anything. But you are there to help, and people you they always trust you. Yeah, and recommend and collaboration. It doesn't mean that you have somebody else's product inside your business, or you're inside somebody else's business. It doesn't have to mean that. It can mean a like a mutual agreement. Like, hey, if anybody comes to you asking for this product because they want it there because it's similar, but you don't want to carry. It's not your brand. It's not this. Let's have a collaboration that you only refer them to me, you know, to the other person. So that has this other product that everybody's asking. Then you can actually reach out to other businesses that are in the same location, in the same space and say, hey, I have this issue with many of my clients. They also want this. I don't want to provide it because it's too costly for me. It doesn't make sense. I don't like it, whatever reason it is. But can I refer them to you? It doesn't mean that you're going to provide it. Yeah. So I remember when I launched my business, my life coaching in Paris back in 2015, I was using a therapist because I think a therapist is always very, a psychotherapist, a psychiatrist was my therapist. And she was amazing. She's amazing. She's from Boston, Harvard Medical. She's a great researcher. She's a professor of psychiatry over there. And she was so good. And I remember that I had this issue that a lot of my clients, sometimes they needed on top of the life coaching, they needed a therapist. And I talked to them to her from the beginning, like, hey, if I have these clients and I see that they need you, um, would you be okay taking my clients? And I, like, I refer them to you so that you can, because I am not a, a doctor uh, for psychology and I am not a brain doctor. And I refer them to the right person and that way, they are happy and she's happy and we collaborate and everybody wins is a win-win situation and in this this there's i think there's an analogy of the person that goes into a bike shop and says hey i have this i want this bike and and the bike is is i'm new to biking i don't know how to bike i want this fancy dancy bike and the the biker the bike shop owner says well you know what since you're learning why don't you get this cheaper bike that is better for you? You're going to destroy it because you're going to fall a lot of times. So you can ruin it, fall and destroy it. And then when you're ready, you can buy this other high end. Well, guess what? That customer comes back and buys not only that bike, but buys all the subsequent bikes that he that there are higher end for more money. So that bike shop is making more money as opposed to selling the one time high-end bike that the client or the customer wants. So sometimes the business owners knows better than the client what they really need. So they want something, but you know exactly what they need better than them because you are the expert in the space of the product and services that you are running. Basically, we talked about resources at this point. So we, we encompassed everything that has to do with uh, with what not to do kind of list, right? 
Yeah, so it's it's really like uh, uh, there's more things, you know. There's more things like maintenance. What about maintenance? The maintenance section of your of your service and products. You need to upgrade. You need to maintain. So in terms of maintenance, like what not to do? Well, do not make sure that everything is working right. <laughs> if you don't make sure of that, then you're definitely gonna close your business. So you have to keep on doing the maintenance for your growth and you have to keep on innovating in new products and new things to don't just keep on the same product forever. And <laughs> that's not I think that what what happened in this past uh, almost four years that um, I think people kind of shied away from uh, from a lot of things, but the AI, the exploded so people have to learn new things and if you are not on top of it then you're you are you are toast basically because you have to upgrade all the time you have to think about what it's new some things might not be but some other things might really take your business at the next level so it it's it's amazing what these three, four years, what happened in these three, four years as um, explosion yeah. of ideas, of, of, of programs or whatever you need to succeed. Yeah, so as a business owner, never look in the future. Never, <laughs> never look in the future. Never look ahead. That's what not to do. That's what really not to do. Don't look ahead. Don't look in the future. Don't look at technology. Be fearful. Stay on your lane. No, just explore. Really, if you want to succeed, you need to be open. You need to be growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. So <laughs> very much everything needs to be. Well, I, I think Eva knows a little bit more about dying than me. But uh, but it's it's just really like it's incredible like you really need to be in the future you really need to be out there like we were talking about doing podcasts on ai in january and uh, all of a sudden everywhere in the news was like ai 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 so we were already like prepared for that from last year and just thinking and we're gonna have more more on that soon in the next um episodes bringing somebody very special but um, but yeah, and it's just really you need to be prepared as business owner and um, just please don't do anything like that that we said in this episode. <laughs> the thing is, uh, be live in the present, but aim for the future and be prepared for the future. Because if you're going to be only in the, in the in the future, you are not going to enjoy and do the best at this point. So if you are here now and you do your best at this point and you and you really your head is into that that um, business that you created or you are or you are running, then you can think about the uh, you can have the to think about the future, but you have to do the best now because if not, you're missing the action. So. I think uh, we kind of covered a lot of things, and uh, you they can reach you, uh, so they uh, they can ask questions, or they can reach me. They can ask questions if they need. But I hope we give enough information for you to be interested, not to do, not to do, not to do, not to do. Many. <laughs> 
So uh, just remember, um, just stay stay on it. You know, if you want to grow your business, uh, contact me or Eva, and uh, definitely Can you the contact you. your contact. Yeah, my contact is uh, Nenny Chasin on any social media, N-E-N-I-C-H-A-C-I-N, and in any of the social media that's everywhere. Uh, you can go to automateyoursuccesscoaching.com uh, for my website, and uh, you can see everything that I do there and what we do for you over there. We have many products and services, and different. just schedule a call. There's the, bo the button is there. Schedule a call if you want a free consultation and just to see where you are and give you free evaluation. I even give you a free health evaluation with a special device that I have. So just um, click on the call and we'll give you a free evaluation of where you are and where you need to be. And um, we'll give you the strategies and tools to grow your business and optimize your life and your business. Thank you. I'm going to list everything below. So you're going to have all the information to, uh, to reach any of us. And uh, thank you, Nanny. It's always a pleasure. And until next time, goodbye. Bye.